Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. Hear now the word of the Lord. Indeed, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And before him no creature is hidden, but all are naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one to whom we must render an account. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Would you pray with me, friends? What comes to your mind when you think of the word ancient? Hmm, interesting question. Maybe you think of a museum filled with an array of ancient artifacts from long ago, maybe a little dusty and cracked. Perhaps you think of ruins of an ancient building that you've seen pictures of or you traveled to see yourself. (laughs) I've got one. Maybe you think about just how ancient your parents seemed when you were a young teen and you began pushing those boundaries of independence. Well, here's one that's a reality for many of us. Maybe the word ancient makes you think about how ancient technology can make you feel when you try to use it. My television remote regularly baffles me, so I understand. I may seem like the Zoom queen to some of you, but really, I understand because I can't work my own television remote sometimes. Technology can make us feel ancient. The word ancient brings to mind a lot of things, some of them funny, some of them more serious. The Oxford Dictionary defines the word ancient as having belonged to the very distant past, or something that is no longer in existence. Well, when I read that definition of ancient, I realize all over again to the depth of who I am that God's word is a treasure. God's word is indeed ancient. 
God's word recorded long ago and preserved and copied and passed down generation to generation. It's God's story. It's God's ancient and grand love story of how he redeemed and rescued us, how he reconciled a wayward people to himself. It's God's story that's an ancient love story. But God's word is also living and active at the exact same time. Now that sounds a little bit like a mystery, doesn't it? How could anything that is living and active also be ancient at the exact same moment? But it's absolutely true. God's ancient word holds a living story. A story that lives and speaks to us today. This ancient word with a living story, it's because of this living story that the Bible holds, that God's word holds, that we as a church family present Bibles to our young children just at the stage of their development where their reading is beginning to take off and grow. We want our children to be able to read God's word for themselves as they're learning and as they're growing, not only as readers, but in faith. For we know that this living story has the power to shape us, to transform us, if only we will let God do it. If we will let God form us in faith and develop us as disciples through his ancient word. For it has the power to shape and transform us as the people of God powerfully. We sang that truth just before the Bible presentation a few moments ago, didn't we? Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts. Oh, let the ancient words impart. So have we come with open hearts this morning? Are we ready to allow God to shape us, to change us, to transform us with his ancient word that holds a living story in our time together this morning? If the answer is yes, even just a little bit of yes, let's dive in together. Let's dive in and explore this ancient word with a living story. The text we read this morning from Hebrews chapter 4, it's from a book called Hebrews that was a letter in the pattern of a sermon. Like many of the other New Testament letters, this, this letter would have been read aloud in congregational worship. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to read the whole book of Hebrews to you today. You're, you're off the hook on that one. You can take it home and read the rest of it on your own time. But these letters were read out loud in order to encourage and to educate the community. Jewish Christians at that time were the recipients of 
this letter to the Hebrews, and they were walking through a really difficult season of persecution. They needed encouragement to hold fast to their new faith in Christ. And this was the main task for the unnamed author of the letter to the Hebrews. And throughout the letter, the writer paints the most beautiful picture of Jesus, drawing on familiar stories and references from the Old Testament, because these were the stories that would have resonated with the Jewish Christians as they listened. It's really hard to pinpoint exactly when the book of Hebrews was written. The exact date is not known, but it was more than likely written before 70 AD when the temple was destroyed. And that means that the writer of Hebrews more than likely wrote this letter before many of the other New Testament books were written. Hebrews, 12 and thir- uh, Hebrews 4, 12 and 13 is the most often quoted uh, scripture passage from the beginning of this letter. And here the writer reminds us that God's word is a powerful tool in our lives. Indeed, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It's able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Well, let's be real for a minute. At first, this image of the two-edged, really sharp sword is a little bit off-putting, isn't it? I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, it's a little more comfortable to think about God's word as a light and a lamp that guides us. A light to our feet and a lamp unto our path. Light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path, whichever way it goes. It's more comfortable to think of that, isn't it? This two-edged sword is sort of scary if we're honest, if we think about it. And if you've ever cut your finger while cooking or experienced the pain from even a small paper cut, this two-edged sword that's going to pierce and leave us exposed by the power of God's Spirit, it becomes really even more uncomfortable the longer we think about it. It's able to judge and examine us and our thoughts and intentions. But if we pass and push those uncomfortable thoughts out of the way, we'll realize that this ancient word that holds a living story has been given to us for our well-being and our benefit, not for our harm and destruction. None of us really enjoy going to the doctor, do we? None of us really want to go and have a surgical procedure. We don't relish the idea of sitting in the dentist chair for hours or having an oral surgery. None of us want to be under an examination because it's uncomfortable. It can leave us feeling unsure of what's next. But medical and dental examinations, they're for our benefit. They're for our health 
and well-being. And likewise, just as it's important that we go to the doctor and the dentist regularly for our physical health, it's important that we keep our routine and regular appointments with God and his word because they are vital for our spiritual health and well-being. Sometimes God uses his ancient word to bring us face to face with how we've strayed from Christ in our thoughts and our actions and our intentions. And at other times, he uses his ancient word to lead us onward, to encourage us, to ask us to risk trying new things. Sometimes God uses his ancient word to comfort us, to strengthen us when we face difficult challenges. But at all times, at all times, brothers and sisters, God desires to use his ancient words with a living story for our health, for our well-being, and for our transformation together. You know, there was a time in Christian history when people, ordinary people, could not read the word of God for themselves. Literacy rates and lack of printed copies of the Bible and tight control over biblical translation and Bible availability made reading God's word next to impossible for ordinary people prior to the Protestant Reformation. Thanks to reformers like Martin Luther and others, many more people in the world today have access to the Bible. The Bible's been translated into over 700 languages today, with translation work in progress in 2,700 other languages now. However, there are still places in the world where open Bible study is not possible because of a lack of religious freedom. There are still places in the world where people have no access to a Bible in their local language at all. When I served overseas, I saw these things with my own eyes. People were hungry for the word of God, but sometimes could not access it for one reason or another. Conversely, we can find a printed copy of the Bible pretty much anywhere. We can download a free Bible app to read on our smartphone or our tablet. We can read copies of the Bible on the internet. We can listen to an audio Bible when we drive in the car, and we really need it in this local area, don't we? We can access the Bible pretty much anywhere and wherever we want, whenever we want. But all too many times we allow other demands to press in, other priorities to take the place of those routine appointments that we need to keep with God and his word. So today I want to ask us an important question. Are we hungry? Are we hungry for the word of God? Are we hungry as individuals for it? Are we hungry as a church for the word of God? Are we hungry for the way that it can shape us and change us and transform us if only we'll spend the time reading it and allowing God to work? 
if we're hungry today, we must keep those regular appointments. And we must encourage one another to keep those regular appointments with God and his word. And we must encourage conversation with each other about what we're learning, about what God is teaching us through his ancient word with a living story. It's for our well-being. It's for our benefit. It's for our transformation. Studying God's word also reminds us that we are not alone. We're not alone on this journey. We have Christian brothers and sisters to walk with us, to discuss God's word in community as we're growing in faith. But we also, in the Bible, meet our ancient forefathers and foremothers in the faith. And as we read and explore their stories, we learn that they were an awful lot like we are. When we read these ancient stories, we begin to realize that these ancient people had a lot in common with us. Here's just a few examples. We see heroes of faith like Noah, Abraham, Moses, called to do hard things and in need of direction and intervention from God. We see in God's word, David, a great king, make deadly mistakes and need God's forgiveness. In God's word, we see how people messed up again and again, and they longed for a rescuer to set them free. In God's word, we see women and men who were struggling with illness and sickness. We see them in need of the great physician, and his healing touch. In God's word, we hear stories of great transformation from the woman at the well to the life and ministry of the apostle Paul. We learn how God can transform anyone, how God can use anyone to tell the good news. In God's word, we meet brothers and sisters from long ago, and we become acquainted with their stories and their struggles, their real-life experiences. And indeed, in these real-life experiences, in a very relatable way, our own experiences with the faith stories of these ancient people in an ancient word highlights for us our very own need for the eternal word of God, Jesus Christ, the word who came and dwelt among us, who took on flesh and dwelt among us. The ancient word shows us that we need Jesus, the eternal word of God. We need Jesus when we do hard things, when things are going well, when we feel afraid, when we feel confident and strong, when we're in times of grief or doubt. We need Jesus when we celebrate, when we fail, when we succeed. We need Jesus today, yesterday, and forever. We need the Lord. That was their story long ago. And it's our story today. We need Jesus. We, the people of God, need 
Jesus. And when we sense our own need for Christ, one of the most valuable things we can do is turn to the ancient word of God with the living story. For it's here where our story finds an intersection with God's story in the story of the cross of Christ. Jesus is who we need. And it's our story today. And it was their story then. And it will be our story tomorrow. This passage in Hebrews 4 reminds us just how much we need Jesus, our great high priest. He can sympathize with us because he understands what it's like to be fully human, but because he's also fully God, he can call us into relationship with him and invite us to approach boldly the throne of grace in our time of need. So in approaching the throne of grace boldly today, brothers and sisters, what shall we pray for? For Jesus, the eternal word of God, bids us come. I'm sure that we have a diverse array of prayer needs today to boldly bring before the throne of grace. Yet today, I want to encourage us as a church to not only pray for our own needs, the needs of others in our community, but to spend time this morning during our hymn of response, boldly praying for our church. Of course, this prayer can be a personal prayer, but I want us to know that it has been a hard season for many churches, not just our own, in recent decades and even more so during the pandemic. But when we are in a time of need, God's word tells us to pray and to pray boldly before the throne of grace. So today, in a few minutes during our hymn of response, I invite you to pray right from where you are, worshiping here or worshiping at home, wherever you are. And today, let's pray that God's word would be more than just ancient words in a book that we wish we read more frequently. Pray that God's ancient word would be a living story of faith that transforms us and our church. Let's pray that God would use his living and active word to draw us closer to his eternal word, Jesus Christ, even if it makes us feel uncomfortable or reorders our priorities dramatically. Let's pray that God will allow us to be a living testament to Christ's love in the world in this day so that the love of God, the ancient of days, would be made known to all, every man, woman, boy, girl, every person would know of the love of God in Christ Jesus. 
through us joining God's story and being a living testament of it in the world. Let's pray boldly, friends. Let's pray boldly, even as we wait patiently for God to shape and transform us and our story as the people of God together. Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.